0: Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready, Conscious Confidence starts now.
2: Hi everyone, my name's Sarah Main. Welcome to Conscious Confidence. This is a show where we explore and delve into the whole issues of confidence, being conscious, self-aware, getting our roots right into ourselves, deep into ourselves. And I'm hanging here with Dr. Pat, the wonderful Dr. Pat, and we're going to have a conversation today
3: about resilience, self-esteem, and conscious confidence. Hi, Dr. Pat. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. If this is not the perfect show for us today, I don't know what is. And uh, I love this because it so taps into usually what's going on in our lives, in our world, in our circle, and uh, this this idea of resilience. I made a comment to you before we were even on air, and I said something like, we originally were gonna do this uh, show last week, but we're doing it now, and what a difference a weekend makes because having seen and heard and tapped into what you've created, I still need to remind myself that there is a new way of showing up in the world. And this show today, resilient self-esteem and balance, who doesn't want that? Yeah. But I don't think we know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly.
2: I mean, the whole concept of balance is really interesting. and. I'd always always known about it, but I saw this young woman in a, a club, a restaurant, and she was sitting there with her computer and tattooed on the back of her neck. Seriously, without a word of a lie, this happened about three weeks ago, on the back of her neck was tattooed a Sanskrit word, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I couldn't quite see, and I thought it would be a bit impolite to start staring at this woman's neck so I went back to my bag got my glasses and went back up to her and said look do you mind if I read this Sanskrit word you've got on the back of your neck and when I said this has happened three weeks ago so I'm there peering at the back of this young woman's neck I said look I studied Sanskrit so I peer at the back of the neck and I didn't recognize the word So I said, hang on a minute. I've got my laptop with me. I've got a Sanskrit dictionary on my laptop. This is in the middle of a restaurant. So she said, you know, I said, look, you're not going to believe this. I've actually got a Sanskrit dictionary with me. So I I went and looked up the word um, and saw it. And she said, I think it means balance. I just like the look of the word. It's such a beautiful looking script. Mm -hmm. And I was told it meant balance. So she picked this Tattoo to put a lasting symbol on her body based on the fact that someone had said it she thought it meant balance and it looked beautiful so anyway I was able to confirm it did mean balance so I brought my laptop over to her and showed her the word in the Sanskrit dictionary and it set me thinking about balance and the word is santulana in Sanskrit and it comes from a root tool which means to weigh and to balance and to measure and then you derive that back to the root ma, and it's all about measure. Mm -hmm. And measure, the essence of measure is knowing when to start, how much energy is needed throughout, and essentially when to stop. So if you think of scales and you're pouring, say, gold dust, you're you're measuring gold dust, can you see my hands, Mm -hmm. and you're pouring, you're going to pour, 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 because you want balance, 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 and the essence then is to know when to stop. And to do that, to know when to stop, you've got to be awake and aware and conscious. So the essence of balance is being aware and knowing when to start, how much effort throughout, and then when to stop. So we get the balance.
3: Yeah. And for those of you watching on Facebook Live, Sarah has drawn this for all of you to see what the the word looks like. You know, this, Sarah, really links to uh, not only this conversation, but sort of um, what we're seeing happen in the world, all over the world, yeah. with this ancient wisdom that people may or may not know about. Now, th- 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 this young woman, I'm really grateful to know <laughs> that she actually did have the right the right word yeah. the right symbol uh, because you and i have done previous shows and we're going to do a few more where we've seen celebrities and other people with sanskrit on their body all over their body in some cases and it not be exactly what they thought it meant
2: yeah yeah there's a, a few oops moments there i think but anyway.
3: <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, in the conversation, when we're looking at this, we're looking at what is the issue around this idea of resilience, self-esteem, and balance? Because one of the issues that that I have found in working with women in business and corporations is that they have a definition of balance which is not going to be able to achieve. Their definition of balance is... Not achievable in the way they're looking at it and what they do to themselves. So, I think it's interesting what you've put together, because if you have a version of balance which is not achievable, then it affects your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself. When your self-esteem is affected, it affects how resilient we could be. Exactly. Yeah. And this the, the concept
2: of balance. You you have to actually understand, or yeah, you have to understand that how a human being or what a, a human being is comprised of, and if you don't have an accurate picture of the totality of a human being, then your concept of balance will be out of balance immediately by definition because a human being is comprised of a physical body, obviously, a mental body, an emotional body, and a spiritual body. Um, We talk about body, mind and heart. There is also the spiritual element to it. Yeah. And this is intensely practical. It's not let's sit around and all meditate and, and bliss out. This is intensely practical. At the school that I taught at was founded on these principles and others and the curriculum every day for the children addressed the needs of all these bodies, the complete child, the whole person, every single day. And the curriculum was designed to provide for these bodies. And just like the physical body, these bodies require food, what's taken in, and exercise, what's given out. So we all understand food and exercise for the body. I mean, the media everywhere is filled with that, you know, gyms, diets you name it you know eat kale eat broccoli (laughs) don't eat this do that exercise and all the latest fads right but we all understand fundamentally the quality of the food taken in and the quality and measure of the exercise taken out not too much not too little of each of those things but then consider what is mental food do we consider that question So mental food, and the way we approached it for the children, and this applies to adults as well, it's for everyone, and obviously it would be age-appropriate and time-appropriate. Mental food is is good quality, uh, stimulating, interesting, substantial, factual information, knowledge, wisdom, exercises, problem-solving, discussion, debate, uh, you know, synthesis, all sorts of uh, exercises like that. It's not just doing the crossword. For example, right? Um, you know, good thinking skills. That's. But you need to have good material in in order to have productive exercise for the mind i mean we all know that if we eat junk food for the body the exercise is not going to be long-term very good quality because right. it doesn't doesn't have good fuel to work off right, right same with the mind got to have substantial input then we have emotional food and exercise do we ever consider that in terms of our daily balance so emotional input is mm-hmm. beauty is beauty or wonder magnificence. Now we're not always going to get that if we're fixated with um, technology. And you know, a, a say take a child being fixated on a screen, a handheld device. You need to actually be out in nature and see something beautiful, look at some art, listen to some music. And so, emotional input and in food is through beauty, awe, wonder, magnificence, all those beautiful emotions. Um, and then exercise. Is practising virtue, practising values, actually knowing what a value is and practising it practically every day. So practising courage, for example, practising perseverance, practising generosity. So virtues and values, all those things, is exercise for the emotional body. And then for the spiritual body, the food is stillness, mindfulness, uh, the stillness and connection from meditation all of those things and you don't need as much of the spiritual food as you do of the physical food because it's so potent because you're working with consciousness directly. And then exercise is for the spiritual aspect of the human being is through meditation and mindfulness and those elements, are prayer, song, beautiful songs can connect us with spirit, feed our spirit, and give it the exercise, the expression, the outward expression that it needs. So if you're catering for all of those aspects of a human being every day, then you've got a chance at actually achieving real balance. But if you don't understand those aspects, then inevitably you will will find there will be imbalance.
3: Yeah, and, you know, the way it shows up too, we're going to talk about this when we come back from break. You know, we know... When our soul is in pain, yeah. you know, as as kids, my mom used to be so great at having these expressions. She was from the you know, uh, South, she was from the Carolinas. And so they always had these expressions. I gotta tell you, none of us girls understood a word about what she was saying until we like were 40. And so she would say things to us about discomfort in our lives. And one of the things I want to talk with you about when we come back is what's going on in our society with our young people Mm -hmm. and the rise of depression, regardless of age, um, the rise in anxiety, uh, Mm -hmm. looking for meaning and not finding it and substituting for it, whether it be food or alcohol or drugs, all of the above. But the question really is, how does that affect our inner innate desire to achieve balance and harmony, right? This thing that we have inside says we're not supposed to be topsy-turvy, but yet life goes on, years go on, and we don't know how to adjust it. But when we come back, you're going to take us on a journey. You're working with some young folks. You're seeing how this can be applied across the board and how it's so needed in the workplace, uh, and today we have a special giveaway. We're going to take a short break. and we come back, more with conscious confidence. Sarah Main. I'm Dr. Pat. Resilience, self-esteem, and balance through conscious confidence. We'll be right back. <music>
1: Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffe.md.com. Please join us for a transformational conference with five, that's right, five of the leading pioneers in the fields of science and spirituality, all in one place. Join best-selling authors and teachers Greg Braden, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Lynn McTaggart, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and Lee Carroll in both individual workshops, as well as a weekend of keynote presentations and panel discussions. At this extraordinary event, you'll get to experience some of the brightest leaders of our world today empowering you with groundbreaking new information, deep wisdom, and practical tools to transform your life. Come connect with others and expand your consciousness in beautiful Nanaimo on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, June 14th through 19th. For more information or to register for what some are expecting to be one of the best conferences of 2018, visit shalohaproductions.com. That's S-H-A-L-O-H-A productions.com or visit the individual speakers' websites.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Sarah Main, and welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, and I'm here with Dr. Pat. I've got a fantastic giveaway for you at the end of the show. If you go to my website, Uh, Sarahmain.com. that's s-a-r-a-h-m-a-n-e.com Sarahmain.com. go to the download button you can get this fantastic pdf it's chock full of information on balance and it's all to do with self-esteem resilience and balance and about balancing the whole person so go to Sarahmain.com and get the giveaway you'll find it really informative and practical there's lots of tips in it So I'm here with Dr. Pat. Welcome, Dr. Pat. We're back again. Yeah. Talking about self-esteem, resilience, and balance.
3: Yeah. And, you know, before the break, what I was saying is that, you know, we have a sense of when we're not in balance. And we also have a sense of when we don't feel good about ourselves. Um, We also have a sense when we feel worn down emotionally, spiritually, and physically. That means we don't have the resilience that we need. We have a feeling of it. And when you put all of those together, like all at once, it is really not a good time, but we just don't know how to move out of it.
2: Yeah. Well, one of the reasons for putting this show together and putting this information together is um, more and more I hear, you know, really disturbing and concerning statistics of the rise of mental health issues, particularly in young people. Um, and, and I wonder why this is happening and I see some of the commentary on it, but what strikes me uh, from my background studying Sanskrit and philosophy and teaching for 30 years is to understand, you have to come back to understanding the fundamentals of a human being. And with the four bodies, and we call them bodies, they could be aspects or however you want to describe it, but it's easy to understand if you think of it as four bodies, the physical, the mental, the emotional and the spiritual, and to feed and uh, exercise each of those bodies appropriately. If you do that, and we had 30 years experience at school doing that with the children, it works. It just works and it's very practical. Um, Because if you are stuck in the mind, and, and what I see with a lot of the rise of the mental health issues, there's this unhealthy obsession and fixation between the um the the mental and the physical particularly and it screws up the emotional side and that gets out of balance and there's very little connection with the spiritual and we get this rise of these mental and emotional issues in young people and I saw that happen when I was teaching I remember looking at a boy um And it had never happened before. And I thought, gee whiz, this boy is actually depressed. This is not a boy having a bad day. He's actually depressed. And I'd never seen that before. And I talked to some of my colleagues who were older than me, so they'd been teaching even longer at that time. And they said, yes, they'd noticed it too. This started to happen. And more and more and more it happens. And now it's commonplace for children to be on medication. And I just can't understand why. Um, yeah. You know, well, if, we, if we get the balance right, that, that need to yeah. happen in every case.
3: Yeah, and we used to have what we thought was the reason for it, yeah. right? We used to think psychological trauma. Or yeah. We used to think grew up, didn't have enough food. Now, I'm not saying that those are the things that are, result. you know, result in Depression, anxiety, and so forth, but we're starting to see it in scenarios where those conditions don't exist. Exactly.
2: There's been no obvious trauma, and there's you know in in physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. In fact, the parents have been so concerned. You know prior to the child even being born, so concerned to give them the absolute best. So there's no question of the motivations of the parents. It's coming from a, an intense care and concern and love. But for some reason, we're still seeing yeah. these mental health issues. Yeah. And I I don't believe that fundamentally, um, the child or the young person that there is a fundamental problem what i do see is an imbalance and with the sort of impressions of social media and and technology which you know you and i didn't have when we were young right i think i think that is an element in this imbalance and still caring for feeding and exercising all the bodies, even with technology, embracing the best that te- technology can offer and um, to, to maintain the balance. That is the challenge we're facing now. Yeah. So that these young people are connected with themselves.
3: Yeah, I think that children are having to come to the place of making a conscious decision in their lives on what they believe. And what I mean by that, Sarah, is, you know, I don't know if you remember, but you could go on for years and years and years and never have a serious conversation at dinner, right? You know, never be plugged into world events that you could be concerned about. Um, But now it's changed. And, Mm. you know, people and children, as well as people of all ages, are really being asked to explore where their core values are, what do you believe in, and yeah. while you think you are okay with what you believed in, every day there's a new level of awakening for people, and children are affected as well as everyone of every age.
2: Of course, absolutely, um, and you know, children are not just these isolated beings; they are intimately connected. Their emotional they're meant basically their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual worlds. Um, they don't have a they do have a separate one, but at, depending on the age, mm-hmm. in their world is actually the world of their parents, and especially the world of their mother. Um, so the emotional state of their mother is their emotional state. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a it's a sort of intimate link inextricable Mm -hmm. link and it's only as they start to grow that they develop a more independent emotional world for example but when they're young it's their mother's world really
3: yeah but this is really you have developed the conscious confidence program to really look at you know not just situational analysis but to really look at what are the parts that an individual can explore, can learn about themselves, can grow regardless of what's going on on the outside. And so you've created that program in Conscious Confidence and maybe you should tell us a little bit about it, a little bit about FUSE. Yes, thank you. The, um,
2: it, it, that's exactly right. The, the FUSE program, what we're calling FUSE, um, is a complete program. It addresses all the aspects of a human being. It's very practical but deeply spiritual because the idea is it connects everyone with themselves and if parents start working on this very practically every day then they'll immediately see the possibilities with their children and the transformation can be very quick because we're talking about consciousness here so we start with our core values our true values if we actually Zero in on that and connect with that. That is the start of putting deep roots within ourselves like a great big tree, magnificent tree. It has deep roots down into the earth and that's what holds it and gives it the resilience and the strength when the storms of life inevitably blow. There's deep, strong roots to hold it. And that's what we're talking about with the true values. And then we look at the positive attitude, our attitude, is so fundamental, it is the foundation uh, for how we see life, how we experience life and how we create our own life. So between the true values and the attitude, then we look at FUSE, F-U-S-E, which is focusing, uniting, simplifying and energising. And those four energies form the fundamentals of conscious confidence. And my FUSE program, which is the, the true core values Attitude, positive attitude, conscious positive attitude, and then focusing, uniting, simplifying and energizing. I've got practical tips. It's self-directed and it is fundamentally transformational.
3: Right. But, you know, one of the things I loved about, you, you know, working with you and really looking at this is it's also quite practical when you really think about it. You know, and we're going to talk more about it uh, during the show. But when you when you when you let's just take a look at focusing, you know, when we take a look at just that one aspect, Mm. what we find is there's very little that we can do in life right now, given the pace that we're operating at, that doesn't require a very keen awareness of what this means. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And more so we get acutely reminded of when we're not in that space. So when we come back, I know you've got some great stories and examples to share with us and we'll be talking about that. But before we go to break, I know you've got a great giveaway for everyone. Please tell them how they can uh, download that and uh, also about your website.
2: Thanks, Pat. Um, my website is sarahmaine.com. S A R, pardon me, a bit croaky, sarahmane.com, Go to the website, find the download button, and just click that and opt in and get and download the giveaway. There's nine pages to it, and there's a bit of Sanskrit to give you the background of the timeless wisdom. There's, um, a hot, there's some tables to show you food and exercise and practical tips for the the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Uh, There's some diagrams. There's plenty of information there. Print it out. Have a look at it. And get inspired to take some action for yourself and for your family.
3: Oh, yeah. And more importantly, the wisdom that has, you know, helped you create this is timeless. It's ageless. It's proven. And it happens. And what I love about it is this is something that you'll be able to see changes immediately. And you've got some great stories to share with us. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, how is this playing out in the lives of people that work with Sarah? What kind of changes are being made? And what can you look forward to? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Barbara Scheidegger, clinical hypnotherapist and founder of Swiss Hypnotherapy. My goal is to help you to reach your goal. And this is a tip with purpose. Everybody wants it, and nobody has enough of it. But it comes to a point that you have to tell yourself, I can get more. I want more. I deserve more. I'm talking about money, more money, more money, more money. That's what people want. But what has to be done? your thoughts have to change, that you can allow yourself to tell yourself, I have money and I want more money. How much money? What is it? Put it out there, write it down. What would you do with more money? How would you feel to have more money? I hope this tip helps you going through the day today. You can reach me at 323-999-4775
1: Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information.
0: Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to vibrant, powerful moms helping everyday women create extraordinary lives. Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G dot Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome back. This is Conscious Confidence Radio. I'm Sarah Main, sarahman com. That's my website, com. And I'm here with Dr. Pat, and we're going to talk about some stories yeah. of um, success with catering to the four bodies.
3: Yeah. And, you know, the reason that this is so important to share, Sarah, is that, you know, a lot of times people believe that, you know, or at least in the past, there's been so much said about change and transformation that we're finding today is not true. You know, the old idea theories around this are just not working. And they certainly require people every day of their lives that want a solution to know what it is, and they are willing to make the change. And you and, and that's what you're seeing with the people you're working with, especially some of the stories of how folks are changing, right? Absolutely, yeah.
2: I've worked with adults and children for decades. Um, And when I've had a a, a working with an adult in a coaching situation or a child when I was teaching um, and they present with a problem, If you understand the four aspects or the four bodies, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and just simply how to actually feed and nourish the body with the input and then the exercise, the output, if you just understand the simple principles and fundamentals of that, and this is timeless wisdom, this is not. Something uh, that's sort of new, it's new only because people have forgotten about it. If you employ this, it's simple and suddenly people go, oh, gee, I feel so different. This is so much better. I, I just You just simply provide for the whole person and it addresses any imbalance. And um, one story that comes to mind is a, a lovely young boy. At the time, he was eight years old and he came from another school and joined my class came to our school and and, uh, joined my class. And he was a a very sweet boy, very quiet, wouldn't make eye contact. Parents were very concerned. They could see that unless something changed, he would get into the habit of being like that. And they didn't see that that was fulfilling all his potential. And they were right. Um, His academic work was average to below average at best. he was unsure of things. He didn't know what he knew. Uh, he didn't talk very much. He was a bit nervy. But a nice kid, wanted to please. So anyway, I just set about working on feeding him up uh, intellectually with all the good material that we had in our curriculum, the substantial stuff that we were teaching. He had to learn some Shakespeare. We were learning pieces to recite um, and he had to act. He'd never acted before. So that was scary. <laughs> um, but he had the whole emotional, creative, artistic side fed into him. Um, I got onto his academic work and just found all the gaps in his learning and started filling those in and making sure he was sure and secure with each step um, and got him actually working so he really could focus his attention properly and, um, Anyway, we catered for the whole thing and he had to learn some mindfulness because the school was founded on that. So every day throughout the day he was having to actually fall still and have some mindful moments where he could just be completely at peace and still within himself. Um, And slowly, slowly it was like getting all these pieces of a puzzle and putting them together into a whole picture and feeding it and strengthening it. And after six months... um, the parents came to the parent-teacher interview, the, the mid-year parent-teacher interview with the mid-year report. They looked at his academic results. They said, we can't But are you sure this is our son? They said, We're, I got that a lot. In te- are you sure this is our the same boy? I said, yep, they're, they're his results from his exams. He did that. They said, wow. this is unbelievable we don't recognize those results and how he is now in his nature he was making eye contact he was enthusiastic he had a spring in his step and that's just you know if you think of the body and you're malnourished and you feed it properly you suddenly feel energized yeah and capable and strong well he felt that in his whole person and he started getting roots deep into himself through the mindfulness so he had some strength so he felt like he had self-esteem and he had some resilience and balance. It's very simple and it's very practical. You don't yeah. have to be an expert.
3: But what, what I love about this, though, is it's you look at something and you can see that there's some aspect for you when, when you're working with people. You could see where they need some of this fuel, yeah, you know where where it is they they could use. And a lot of times, Sarah, um we look for things that are on the surface which may or may not be directly related to how somebody is showing up in the world. And you know this is going to vary. But if we look at the principles you've laid forward, there's a way to do it, not just for one thing, but for everything in our life, everything. Yeah,
2: if you have the basic principles and knowledge, you can then apply it depending on whether you're, uh, you know, you're working or responding to a 5-year-old, a 10-year-old or a 50-year-old or yourself. It doesn't matter. You just need the principles. And that's where the timeless wisdom is so fundamentally powerful. You don't need a whole lot of rules. You just need the fundamental principles. Yeah. And And then... Life is then applying them and you get better at it. I mean, look, I've Mm -hmm. had decades at this. Um, I was taught from a young age and then all my professional teaching career was based on this. Plus I spent decades uh, tutoring adults in philosophy classes as well and I've had a uh, Mm -hmm. coaching practice. So I've coached adults for years, executives, men, women. Um, And you just apply the same fundamental principles Mm -hmm. and they work Every single
3: time, you know, we're all different, and especially when we're looking at our mental states. You know, we all yeah. have certain points of view, and there's a a story that you tell about the elephant. And <laughs> you know, there could be five people in a room watching the same movie, and everybody will have a different opinion. But it's really has to do with this story. It does, yeah. I mean, it's
2: wonderful that we all a- a see things differently. But, to get the full um, picture, you do need um, more views than just your individual view. And this traditional story is fantastic. I mean, we used to teach these stories to the children because <laughs> um, this is how to get the principles in in such a simple way. And adults' children, we all love a good story. But the story is about this um, village with these blind people and an elephant. Uh, and these blind there was a group of blind people in the village and they had heard about this thing called an elephant, and none of them had ever experienced an elephant. Uh, and they just had no idea what it was like. And so they uh, approached a mahout and a mahout is a person who works and rides elephants and looks after them. A handler. So the mahout says, okay, I will teach you about an elephant so he gets he gets his elephant and he positions each of the blind people at a different point around the elephant so one's near the tail one's near the ear trunk legs feet whatever the belly and he says okay now touch the part of the elephant touch the elephant he doesn't even say, say part he says touch the elephant the in front of you so one grabs hold of the tail, one grabs hold of the trunk, one grabs hold of the fan, uh, the uh, ear. And then he starts asking them, okay, describe elephant. So the one holding onto the tail says, the elephant is like a rope. And then one the one holding onto the ear says, an elephant is like a fan waving in the breeze. And then the one holding the trunk says, an elephant is like a hose that's sprays water everywhere and this goes for all of them touching a different part of the elephant then they all start arguing because they're convinced that their view is the total view the 100% view that is elephant and they're arguing and arguing and then Mahud stops them and says each one of you is only touching a part of the elephant your individual experience <laughs> you need the totality of your experiences to get the full picture of elephant And that teaches us a lot about balance and about getting the full picture and the full experience so that we feed all our bodies and not just part of it, part of ourselves. And that's how we achieve balance.
3: Yeah. And you know, what you're talking about too is take a look at the technology in the world we live in and how fast paced everything is. And you could see how we have to learn a new way to be in the world. Yeah. Because we clearly live in a world where the elephant is probably a metaphor for life itself in some ways (laughs) and and how disconnected we can be. And it doesn't take much, right? No, that's
2: yeah, yeah. We have to find a new balance because there's still the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies, but we have to find a new way of balancing, staying balanced. Um so that the resilience and self-esteem is still strong. We have to find a new balance now that technology is such a factor in our lives Um, and we want to embrace
3: the best of it but still maintain the right balance. What do you think is the greatest challenge we have if we look at this? Because clearly people are getting to such a point of pain or distress, you know, right? And then they're looking for something that works but if we were to be proactive and teach and learn you know these tools this skill now then we may step in a pothole but it's not going to be a pothole which takes out most of your car exactly yeah exactly a great question look from my own experience i think that
2: the greatest challenge is to remain connected with who you truly fundamentally are regardless of technology Regardless of what's going on outside, as it were, because mm-hmm. as within, so without, as Hermes Trismegistus said. So if we stay fundamentally connected with who we are, um, and know who that is, then then it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. Technology, fantastic, great, use the best of it. Doesn't matter about the potholes. Doesn't matter about the storms and the tempests. Think of the tree and the roots.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then let's get, it brings us back to the FUSE program, right? It does, yeah. Because FUSE, F-U-S-E, represents, you know, the the way forward, you know, the four elements that you help people not just understand, but incorporate in their life every day, regardless.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's completely self-directed. Um, that the my fuse program's completely self-directed, and it's all derived from timeless wisdom of Sanskrit, which works, it hasn't changed, it's fundamental, and it's part of this thread of consciousness that's spanned the millennia that connects human beings with who they fundamentally are. So no one need feel lost because they're always with themselves, they just need to know that, and they need to be connected with that. And they need to know how to stay connected because there are plenty of elements in the world today that create this disconnection. And that's Mm -hmm. where all the fundamental problems are coming from.
3: Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about a program that incorporates knowledge, that incorporates wisdom, emotional, mental, and most importantly, this is a program of action. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that.
2: Yeah. Right? absolutely this is not just sitting around meditating and having nice thoughts this is practical for everyone it doesn't matter whether you're a a man or a woman you know mum dad executive at home parent at home whether you're young or old it doesn't matter it's it's absolutely universal and can be applied in every situation with everyone and especially with yourself
3: you know, I, I want to ask you this question. I mean, you and I have spent some time together, and I think about some of the things you've accomplished and, and even things beyond that. I mean, both of us, for example. Um, I'm probably one of the least likely people to be doing a radio show and so <laughs> forth based on, you know, what people know about me uh, as, a, as a child, as somebody that stuttered. And, but it isn't just about that. It's also about sometimes there are things in life we want to experience and we just cannot find or muster up the courage, the, you know, self-esteem to do them. Mm -hmm. Things like dancing, right? Yeah. You know, just being out there, experience joy. This is all part of it. This isn't always just about like how hard we work. No, and, and that's
2: where the imbalances and the results of the imbalance occur. Um, you know, it's it, it's always, and it comes back to being conscious and awake and aware in the present moment because what's appropriate for a 10-year-old, obviously for an adult or for an 18-year-old, is different Um so if we're continuing to do what we've always done, maybe we ought to have a, another look and see if that's working for us um, because, as you say, maybe something new is what's required to maintain the balance of where you are now. Um my husband and I took up ballroom dancing several years ago, nearly 10 years ago now, and we were working incredibly hard at the school. My husband was a school principal. You know, I was a teacher and we were working, working, working. And, look, we had all the meditation and we had, we, you know, people could say, oh, why don't you meditate? We were meditating twice <laughs> a day and we were, ex- and we were exhausted. Um, you know, and I was physically and more, more um, essentially emotionally exhausted. And I didn't know how to address that. You know, I could meditate, and that addressed it. Did address it to a degree, but then for one reason or another, we took up ballroom dancing. And honestly, yeah, I, walk, I walked into that first lesson, and I was emotionally tired, mm. and because um, there was a lot of giving out and teaching and so on. Yeah, and. Honestly, I, after a 45-minute ballroom dancing class where I learned how to rumba and do a basic foxtrot, honestly, I felt like I had had a six-month
3: holiday. Uh, yeah. right. Isn't it how interesting? Does that, how does that happen, you know? But it, a, it does. And, you know, we, but this is the thing, though, that we would not venture out. See, yes. sometimes we need some help in just venturing out, yes. you know, in doing things that. you you know, bring us joy sometimes, you know, just to get out of the house to take that next step or let's say go back to school. Maybe you want to go back to school. Um, I know that was the case for me. That was an enormous step for me, you know, to go back to school and go through the process of being evaluated again. And, (laughs) you know, I wasn't the brightest student uh, right there when I was in school to begin with. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have all the elements involved. You know, there is emotion, there's spirit, there's being, there's doing. Yeah. And that's what you've put together in Conscious Confidence, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's about the whole person. It's about bringing about balance. It's knowing enough so that you can respond at different times in your life and especially for young people, 18 to 30-year-olds, it's getting the knowledge early in your life so mm-hmm. that you don't find yourself exhausted in your 40s like I was. And, I look, honestly, I had a ton of knowledge. I just didn't appreciate, and I was working with children and I was doing everything, but I didn't appreciate how to actually take it to the next level with myself. And I had to get honest and real with myself about my needs and, um, and I looked again, and I found there were imbalances. And once I started addressing those, I just felt like a completely different person. Um, and and that showed me the way forward, and that's how I came to conscious confidence eventually and working with you, combining the Sanskrit and this knowledge to make it available for everyone because it's yeah. very simple and really practical.
3: Yeah. Um, Sarah, I know that every show... Um, There's a very special message that you bring forward in ancient Sanskrit. And I would love for you to, you know, invite folks to experience that now. Thank you. I'm just going to get my notes. Okay, good. Uh
2: Mm-hmm. I do actually know it by heart, but sometimes you know you get a mental blank. Well,
3: well, <laughs> especially when you're live on Facebook and on the radio, that few, few things like that could happen. Maybe go blank. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: this um, verse from Sanskrit <clears throat> is from the Bhagavad Gita, which is a portion of a, a greater epic work called the Mahabharata. And um, the Mahabharata is actually a hundred, at least a hundred thousand. Verses of Sanskrit. It's an epic poem. It's a wonderful story. And there's a section in there called the the Bhagavad Gita, which is the essence of ancient wisdom about knowing your true self. And in here is one verse, and it's called the discipline for speech because speech is so powerful. And we taught this to the children, and it really, really works. So this is uh, the English translation is speech that hurts no one that is true, is pleasant to listen to, and beneficial, and accords with the words of the wise. This is the discipline for speech. And the Sanskrit is, Anudve Gakaram Vakyam Satyam Priyahitam Chayat Swadhyaya Vyasanam
3: Chayva Vangmayam Thapa Uchyate When we take that in, when we listen, everything is energy, isn't it? It's all energy. It's all energy. And one of the things we didn't mention was that living this balanced life, having resilience, right? Having high self-esteem, that's really not meant just for a handful of people like we somehow think. See, we have that notion. What you're helping us do is restore us to our natural state, the state that we were brought into this world with. Yeah. Yeah. And the wisdom of Sanskrit will do that. Mm. Sarah, thank you so much. Um, Again, would you tell us about the giveaway you have? Sure. The giveaway is called
2: Balancing the Whole Person. It's available on my website, sarahmaine.com, S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E.com, sarahmaine.com. Go to the download button and hit that, opt in and pick up the download. Print it out. Have a look. There's tons of information about balancing the whole person.
3: I have one last question. I'd love to know, again, a website and what you want to leave us with. What is your personal message for today?
2: Okay, website, sarahmaine.com, S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E.com, sarahmaine.com. And the message I'd like to leave is to take a moment, take a deep breath, and just spend a moment with yourself. You don't need words or thoughts. Just spend a moment with yourself.
3: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you for everything. Thanks, Pat. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.